Hey everybody, welcome to the Bridgetown Daily for Friday, April 17th. I sound a little bit different today because I'm not recording from my home office where I have a little makeshift podcast studio, but I'm giving you a walking meditation. I'm coming to you from the heart of Forest Park all around me. I'm all alone on a single track trail. Around me there are birds chirping and uh, all the ferns right now are just starting to bud for the new year. Leaves from last fall are crunching under my feet. I just, right in front of me is a purple wildflower. I don't even know what it's called. I need to find that out, Google that later. And uh, I'm thinking today about Sabbath. Sabbath is tonight if you follow the Jewish rhythm as my family does, or it starts tomorrow night if you follow the Christian rhythm on what followers of Jesus in the New Testament call the Lord's Day. And Sabbath is exactly that. It's an entire day set aside for the Lord. In biblical theology of Sabbath, there are four basic components, and it's stopping, resting, delighting, and worshiping. But what does stopping, resting, delighting, and worshiping look like in a cultural moment of COVID-19 and the stay-at-home order and the highest unemployment since the Great Depression? For those of you that work from home in the knowledge economy, what does Sabbath look like when there's no clear line of demarcation between work and home? Or if two of you are working and you're raising little kids and your hours are already weird and spasmodic as it is? Or what does Sabbath look like if you're out of a job right now or on furlough and every day is kind of a day off? What does a day of rest look like when you're not dead tired from hard work, but yet you're carrying an immense emotional load and the uncertainty of the future? And so all sorts of questions have come up in this time for what does Sabbath look like in a moment like the one we're in right now? Well, I love what Walter Brueggemann has to say in his short little book, Sabbath as Resistance. He has this great throwaway line about how people who keep Sabbath live all seven days differently. I love that. Sabbath is not just a day of the week. It is a way of life, a way of living in restful cooperation with God's grace and his timing and his activity or his perceived lack of activity in the world. And one of my favorite things about Sabbath that is very unique to Sabbath as a practice or if you prefer a spiritual discipline and is not true of most other practices or spiritual disciplines is that it's set by the rhythm of creation itself, not by my own will or volition, meaning I don't decide when I Sabbath or not. Sabbath is. It's on, depending on which calendar you follow, and I'm agnostic as to that, it's on Friday night from sundown to Saturday afternoon at sundown, or Saturday night at sundown to the same time Sunday night. It's just there. Whether or not I choose to cooperate with it or resist it, or embrace it, or fight it, or moan about it, or celebrate it, that's kind of up to me. That's in the category of response. But I don't pick when. 
with other practices like fasting or silence and solitude or retreat or the confession of sin, they are a little bit more on a kind of as-needed basis. I decide, oh, I want to take a few hours today and journal out my emotions before God. Or, oh, I messed up in this area yet again. I need to call my friend Matt and I need to confess my sin or whatever it is. But Sabbath, it's just there. And Sabbath comes 52 weeks out of the year. It comes in winter and it comes in summer. It comes in seasons of great joy and seasons of intense pain, like the one we're in now for a lot of people. And in seasons that for most of us are a mixed bag. It comes when we have a job and when we're out of work, when we're on the ascendancy in our career and energized but yet working our tail off, and when we feel in a lull and bored or confused about our future. It comes when we love our living situation and home for us is a place of delight and rest. And it comes when home is hard. There's relational friction or our kids are at a hard age to rest or we don't have a lot of square footage or right now we're living with our parents home from college or we're all crammed in together with grandma and grandpa and the kids to ride out shelter in place. It just comes. And what I love about that is I don't Sabbath when I'm in the mood for it. I Sabbath every week. And it teaches me to stop, to rest, to delight, and to worship no matter what the circumstances of my life are and no matter how I am feeling that day or that week. You see, I would be really tempted, and I'm guessing I'm not alone, to set aside a day to rest when I feel like all of my work was done and I had extra time. I would be tempted to delight when I was in a good mood and I felt like life was going well and there was a lot to celebrate and throw a party for, I would be tempted to worship when God has answered my prayer and I feel close to God and his presence is just really at the forefront of my heart. And in other times, when I'm stressed out or have too much work to do or did not finish my to-do list by the end of the week or I'm sad or I'm grieving or I'm upset with God or I don't feel God's presence or I'm in a dark night of the soul, I would be really tempted to not Sabbath at all. But Sabbath doesn't give me that easy out. It's an invitation every week, every single Friday night for me as the sun goes down, there is the creator inviting me into the rhythm of creation. And I just want to leave you with that before I turn off my phone for the next 24 hours and take a deep breath and let my nervous system calm down and I sleep and I read poetry and I eat a long dinner with my wife and my family and open a bottle of wine and just sit in the uncertainty of the future, grateful for what is. I just want to invite you into that. For some of you, this is a really easy time to Sabbath, and you're actually feeling guilt because there's kind of a welcome break to this whole shutdown. Your job is not under duress, or you have enough money to get through, and it's kind of like a mini sabbatical for you. You can feel really guilty because all around you are people that are intense suffering due to the disease or unemployment or lost loved ones or the death of a dream or an educational aspiration or a small business. or Man, I have so many friends right now that are just suffering. And Sabbath is a day when you don't detach from empathy at all, and you don't wall off in your own heart, but you do put your trust in God in a whole new way 
and just recognize that God is the one who runs the universe, not you. And you set your friends and your family before God or your own situation or uncertainty or unemployment or health before God. And you set it at his feet and then you let go. And then you put your chin up like I am right now. I'm just looking at a vine maple right in front of me. It's my absolute favorite tree in all of the Pacific Northwest. If you don't know about the vine maple, it's one of the slowest growing trees in the forest. And it's one of the most adaptable. It will bend and it will literally grow downhill at times. And I think it is by far the most beautiful tree in the forest. And sometimes life just calls us to slow down and bend and adapt. And as the saying goes, bloom where we planted. And what better invitation than the Sabbath to do exactly that. So this Sabbath, may God give you grace to stop. Stop working, stop worrying, stop even thinking about working, stop wanting, just stop and rest in body and in mind and even in your spiritual life and delight. May God increase your capacity to joy as an act of defiance against the evil in our world right now. Joyful people are good medicine for our sick society right now and worship. Above all, just to reorientate your heart and all of your life back to the creator in the language of the Psalms in grateful praise. The peace of the Lord be always with you.